Get out the way. Who got a watch? Who got the time? I'm raising the clock. Even in my feelings, grind don't stop. Got big Hi, Belle. Welcome to Mature Allure. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm so happy you're here so we can talk about food. I'm excited. Food excites me. I mean, food excites me too. <laughs> so if you would go ahead and introduce yourself, let the audience know who you are. Okay. Um, my name is Taksha Belcero. I am one of the owners and operators at Baron Marie's Caribbean Branch House in Chambly off Chambly Tucker Road. Uh, and thank you for having me. Thank you for asking. I've been saying I need to do some more podcasts and just some more talking interviews. So I'm really excited to do this today. I'm glad you're here. So tell us about the brunch house. I mean, is it brunch? It is. Or, okay. So we only serve brunch. Um, our hours of operation are Tuesday to Sunday to three during the week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we close at four. Um, we had attempted to pull off some earlier hours like during breakfast um, the last two months, but that didn't pan out that great. So we just went back to being only brunch how we started um, initially. So we do all brunch. We have a few breakfasty items, but it's mostly brunch. Well, brunch works. Cause I know even sometimes for like a work crowd, you mm -hmm. might miss breakfast and you're really hungry mm -hmm. before lunch. So you kind of can get a boat. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, no, for sure. I get it. I, get it. Definitely... That's I, thought. I thought it was different. I was like, okay, yeah. so they really just serve brunch. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so they really just serve brunch. Um, so I've, I've been in restaurants for a while and I've always had a desire to have just a small breakfast brunch restaurant. I feel like the only food I really enjoy making is like this food. <laughs> that's probably just because it's the simplest. I love eggs. Like, mm -hmm. give me eggs any time of day, any day of the week. Um, but I also feel like brunch is the the more fun part of of restaurant service. Uh, you get to be day drinking. You get to party during the day. And I don't know about you, but. At this age, I'm just like, I don't like super late nights anymore. I yeah. did that when I was like 21, 22, 23, 24. Mm -hmm. um, but now, like, the recovery is a little tougher. <laughs> <laughs> so if I get to drink during the day uh -huh. and go home and be in bed by 9 o'clock, I wake up really refreshed the next day. And I don't think I'm the only one who feels this way based on our, our uh, customer base. Um and you know, as per, from a business perspective, brunch is one of the busiest um, service periods in a restaurant in the shortest amount of time. Mm. So the turnover is really quick. You make really good money in a really short amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I think from a business standpoint, we enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and also it would seem, not that I know anything about the restaurant business, my, <laughs> my knowledge comes from watching all these cooking shows. It would seem like prep would be better too. Like you don't have to, you're not prepping for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, anything mm -hmm. in between. Yeah. So yeah, like it would minimize that, that amount of time. Mm -hmm. It definitely does. It definitely does. So tell us a little bit about your background in the culinary industry. So I 
I'm originally from St. Lucia. I moved to New York when I was 19. Um, and I was studying forensic psychology. One of my friends, one of my friend's friends was just like, uh, do you want a job? I was like, yeah, I want a job. I'm over here. Nobody's converting US dollars every week to send me spending money. <laughs> so I would love a job so I could pay my rent and do fun things. Long story short, um, my friend sent me to this restaurant where the person who owned it is actually one of my business partner's mother. And okay. right, I started called Negril Negril Chelsea. It was the first Negril restaurant in New York in, in Chelsea on 23rd Street. Uh, and when I started, I basically started answering the phones to do uh, for takeout business. So I would answer the phone, take orders over the phone, pack up those bags. Uh, we had a delivery guy who would take them out or people would walk through the door and order takeout. So that was my first job at McGrill. And then they later on trained me to be a host. Mm -hmm. Then they trained me to be a bartender and serve. And eventually I managed as well. Mm. So I've worked every uh, position in the restaurant, truth be told. Um, I was going to say except the kitchen, but at that time I had to work the kitchen. But recently, um, the last two years, I've actually been in the kitchen, um, just being more creative mm -hmm. <laughs> than, I, than I imagine I could be. Um, I've had to pick up some line cook shifts um, <laughs> when somebody falls sick uh, because, you know, labor has been a little tricky the last couple of years for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, some days while it's fine to have a smaller staff to keep your labor down, if somebody gets sick, then you're left with, oh my goodness, well, what do we do? Uh, so lucky for me, my skill set in the restaurant is very wide and mm -hmm. fast. Um, I, I pretty much could jump into any position and execute, which is a blessing. And it's something I try to tell my staff all the time. If you're in this space and you're open to, and, and the managers and the owners are open to you learning, then by all means, take advantage of that. It makes you more marketable, whether it's with mm -hmm. us or elsewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, you learn a skill set pretty much for free. Well, you're actually on the job getting paid. So mm -hmm. um, learn as much as you can be able to, especially if the environment fosters uh, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, your restaurant is called Belle and Lily's Caribbean mm -hmm. Brunch House. Yes. How did you come up with your menu? And let's talk about the menu. What, what's on it? Oh, the food is so good. And I'm not <laughs> just saying that because, because it's my restaurant, but um, I'm partnering in two other restaurants and all the food is good. But I think the food on Bell and Lily's is near dear to my heart because um, I think a lot of the Caribbean flavors that we sometimes miss because there are a lot of Jamaican restaurants, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that don't necessarily encompass uh, food from other so the difference with our restaurant, we do have a lot of familiar items from the small islands. And I'm from St. Lucia, one of these small islands in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, baked and saltfish, which is a staple for a lot of other islands like St. Vincent, Grenada, St. Mm -hmm. Thomas, uh, St. Lucia, of course, uh, Don Dominica. Um, we do have jerk chicken and pancakes, of course. Um, we decided let's do pancakes instead of waffles because jerk chicken and waffles is so easy to find any and everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have a, 
whole fried parrotfish that is so mm. tasty. Um, so the menu itself, uh, I like to kind of just like go through a process of when I when I write menu ideas down to not leave anybody out. So we're going to incorporate the flavors that are tradition, traditionally uh, part of Caribbean cuisine, mm-hmm. like the jerks, the pimentos, the bay leaves, all of those. And we figure, okay, now we're going to get the Caribbean people. How do we get everybody else, right? Because a lot of this stuff is unfamiliar, but we want to make it enticing to the person who's not familiar with our culture, but might see something that will stand out to them. So that's how the jerk chicken pancakes came about. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, making pancakes is not a Caribbean thing, but we're in America. So everybody loves jerk chicken. Yeah. Everybody likes pancakes. You know, put the two together. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a mango French toast. That is one of my favorites. Um, it's made with a coconut toast. We have fresh mangoes in there that we put down with cinnamon and make some more. Mm. And we make it with French toast, put it all over it. And of course, mangoes. Like if you are Caribbean, you yeah. nine out of 10 times love <laughs> mangoes. Again, French toast is not a big uh, Caribbean staple, but it is over here. So how, how do we put those two flavors together to make sure we're capturing the best of both worlds. So a lot of our menu is a matchup of of culinary cultures, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. And my cousin Lily, who couldn't be with us uh, today because she's she's moved back to Houston, mm-hmm. um, she snapped when she came up with the recipes for the food. So mm-hmm. I wrote the menu, but I said, "Hey, you have free range with the recipes. I don't care." I am not a chef. You are. This is what you went to school for. This is what you want to do. Go mm-hmm. crazy. And I mean, it makes me so proud because she is my baby cousin. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah just, she just turned 25. Wow. Um, yes. And she is so super talented. So I was really excited when the food came out and the flavors that it did and the way that it did. So, yeah. So do you, is it reservations only or can someone walk in? During oh, the you can absolutely walk in. You can definitely oh. walk in. We always accept walk-ins. Um, there might be a wait, but our wait times are not excessive. Mm-hmm. The max wait time I think we've come across is 30 minutes. And that's in part to how quick our food comes out. Thank goodness. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we're always, we always want people to walk in. If you see us, if you hear about us, if you can't get us on the phone because it's busy, you can't get us through email, just walk in. We're there. Okay. We will gladly accept you. Okay. Well, when I, whenever I talk to guests, I always, I'm always not only interested in what they do and mm-hmm. why they're doing what they do, but I talk to them because there are other people out there that also have that kind of interest. So yeah. restaurants, I mean, it's a hard business, but it it, I could tell that it would be rewarding. I mean, for those out there who are looking at starting a business or restaurant already have one open, like what, are some what's some advice you can share about the Run. process? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm joking. Um, you know, I have I have people approach me sometimes and say, "Hey, I need help. I want to start a restaurant." And I say, "Do you want to give up your freedom? Because if you do, then let's do it." Um, but it is really a 24 hour a day job. It never stops because we're servicing people. 
it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, figure out what parts of it you actually like. If you're just doing it to say, I have a restaurant, that is not going to work. If you're doing it because you have a passion to serve people, you have a passion to make food, you have a passion to train and babysit people consistently, constantly, by all means. Uh, it requires a lot of energy. It requires a lot of dedication, creativity, knowing how to adapt because, again, it is an industry where we're consistently dealing with people um, and people are um, not always the same, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's ever-changing, whether it's your staff or it's your guest. Um, and then consistency. If you're yeah. not a consistent individual, in your daily life, then this is not a business that's necessarily going to be the best fit for you based on your personality, right? Yeah. Uh, but it is rewarding if 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 you're um, at your core, if you're somebody who enjoys serving people, then it's a very rewarding uh, career. Mm-hmm. I like to go in to the restaurant days where just to like watch people and see like they're genuinely happy to be in this space. They're genuinely enjoying the food. They're genuinely having a good time. They're genuinely relaxing, right? Yeah. So for me, when I see that, it's it's exciting and it's rewarding to say the least. Um, restaurants, one restaurant won't make you rich or wealthy. <laughs> um, <laughs> restaurants are probably one of the most mismanaged businesses because mm. You constantly have to pay attention. There are so many variables and things that possibly cause your profits to just go unseen, like labor costs if they're not properly managed, food mm-hmm. costs, waste. Um, and that's why I say it's a 24-7 job. Like if you don't step back and say, hey, let me look at my numbers. Let me look at what my sales were. Let me look at my schedule. Let me look at what the trends were in the past two weeks, three weeks, a month. Does this make sense to keep on the menu? Because I'm buying this and it's not selling, right? So it's, it's kind of like running your household. Um, yeah. you, you have the kids, you have the budget, you have the bills. Um, and then you have the people who come over to your house all the time that you also <laughs> have to manage. Yeah. But, you know, all in all, it is, it's, it's great because it's, community-based, you know, you get mm-hmm. to deal with people, you get to interact with people and just, you know, serve, serve people. And for us, um, you know, uh, like I mentioned, I'm partnered to a restaurant and to just be able to employ people who look like me, to be able to serve people who look like me is really what I do it for. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, there are not a lot of safe spaces for Black people who could just generally come in and enjoy themselves without being judged uh, and just have a good time. And, you know, why not circulate our money within our community? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was just excited to be able to employ Black people to send Black kids to school, you know? Mm-hmm. So for that reason, you know, I'm able to fulfill my purpose when it comes to that and still have a good time and still enjoy food. Because like I said, I like food. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's it's been a good journey. So what is the address? Because I want to put that out there. Okay. <laughs> so Bell and Lily's is at 3350 Shanley Tucker Road off of, what's this, exit 92 off of 85? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're from Atlanta 
or familiar, the uh, Velvet Room apparently used to be up there. I wasn't here at that time, but I've been okay. told, oh, it's next to the old Velvet Room uh, in the Big Lots Plaza. That apparently was the Velvet Room, but we're right okay. there. As soon as you come off the exit, um, we're not hard to find. Okay, okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to picture it. I used to work not too far from there. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to stop through. Now, let's talk about your catering because you do offer catering. Mm -hmm. um, is it, okay, so say I have a dinner party, but mm -hmm. I want brunch food. Is Do you cater like that or do you only cater specific times or how does no. that work? So if, if you want to have midnight brunch, <laughs> as yeah. I like to call it, that's definitely a possibility. We're not, we don't um, cut off ourselves as far as what time of day that we could cater, even though the restaurant hours are um, already set. Mm -hmm. um, I've catered for things as early as 6 a.m. I've catered for things at five in the afternoon. I've catered for things at 8 p.m. So the possibilities with notice are endless. Um, yeah. How does somebody go about using your catering service? Uh, you could send an email, you could call. Um, the catering options are listed on our, uh, website, but mm -hmm. there are the options on our regular menu, which is also part of what we cater. So what's listed on there might be a little limited, but the full menu is available for catering if somebody needed it to be. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the private parties you guys do too. You offer private party service. So we offer, we offer a private party service, um, in the space, we haven't had a whole lot. We've had a few um, during the times that we are closed or there's always the option to do a buyout, right? Mm -hmm. um, of course, whenever you do a buyout, you have to match, you have to match the price of whatever business, the whatever money the business would have made on said day. Okay. Mm -hmm. But we are open to people hosting private events with us. We're open to people wanting us to either cater for the private events or vice versa. Sometimes people just need this space to host their event without us providing the food. That's who is also a possibility. Um, if they need the staff in this space, that is also available. Um, okay. So, yeah. So we talked a little bit about if somebody wanted to open up a restaurant, but mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, what advice would you just give someone who wants to start a business in general? I mean, because at this point, some people are at, at, at an age where they're either looking for a second career or they're maybe they're not happy or they just want to start a new chapter. What advice mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur would you give someone getting ready or thinking about jumping out there? Um, I'd say do it as long as you're truly prepared and thought through it, right? Um, I don't think there's ever a, well, I have all the answers, but being open and flexible, um, being open to adapting and not just sticking to an idea in your head that you think has to look a certain way, because sometimes what we think looks a certain way is not that immediately. Mm. Um, I like to tell people Rome was not built in a day. Um, it takes time. So what what expansion looks like at a certain time may not be the right time. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, stay at it. Sometimes we have to get one lesson before getting to the next level. 
So never forget the lesson. When you do get the lesson, apply it as you grow and as you mold. Mm, that's actually really good. <laughs> Thank really, you. <laughs> a really good way of thinking about it. Um, being in the business that you you're in, and just an entrepreneur in general, if you don't mind sharing like maybe an obstacle or something that you've gone through and how you mm -hmm. actually navigated through it. Oh man, there are so many. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so one, I'm gonna use uh, COVID as cliche as it has become, because um, that was the ultimate pivot for me as far as uh, um, unexpected, super big situation for the yeah. whole world, right? Yeah. Um, we saw a downturn in business, obviously, but thank goodness we were allowed to remain open with stipulations. Um, mm -hmm. And that, that made us get really creative, right? Um, we had never been a business that was takeout heavy. So now we had to figure out, well, how do we get people through the doors? Mm. And luckily again, because of the governor, we were allowed to sell alcohol to go. Mm. Um, so much of our cocktails that people came in and enjoyed in a fancy glass um, was not the same because the, the seating in the space was restricted. So, you know, we had to learn how to repackage, remarket, mm. and, you know, rebrand, for lack of a, a better term. Everything, we packaged everything differently. People came in, they bought a bunch of different variations of our cocktails to get home. They came mm. in weekly for that, right? Um, so we definitely saw a spike in alcohol sales. Um, we saw food sales too, but more alcohol. <laughs> That's really um, interesting. That's what they said. Alcohol was everyone's friend. It yes. was mine. So I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So, yeah. So, you know, we just figured out, well, how, how are we going to do alcohol to go? Because we're a cocktail. We're, you know, we sell full on cocktails. Mm. And, you know, you how do you have craft cocktails? You have to sit at the bar and watch people make it. So we figured out, okay, how do I batch this without losing the integrity of the product? but letting the customer experience this in their own space. So that was one of the things that didn't come right away, but I was just like, okay, well, if I, if I was a customer, what would I, how would I want to enjoy this? So that mm -hmm. was one of the things um, COVID definitely um, made us more creative than, than we knew we could be. Um, we, we are creatives at heart when it comes to just the culinary world, but knowing from a business standpoint to maintain that creativity and to help push business was definitely um a good lesson yeah wow well mm -hmm. it's good you were, you were able to make it out and through and over onto the other side mm -hmm. um i really appreciate you being here talking about your business talking about food and um, I am, I promise I'm going to get down there in the next couple of weeks. My husband is off during the week. So that is perfect to come down on a yes. Tuesday. If yeah. you don't mind, again, sharing your address and how people can get in touch with you if they want to do catering, private parties, or anything like that. So on all platforms, we're Belle and Lily's, B-E-L-L-E-A-N-D-L-I-S. Our phone number is 404-294-2900.
<laughs> and I <laughs> right, I almost forgot the phone number. Um, our email is bellandlilies at gmail. And you can find us at 3350 Shambly Tucker Road, uh, zip 30341. Wow. Well, again, Belle, thank you for being here and thank you for telling us your story. Yes, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mature Allure. For more information about us, visit matureallure.net and get social with us on Instagram and YouTube at mature.allure, Facebook at For Mature Allure, and Twitter at Mature underscore Allure. Till next time, we encourage you to stay positive, embrace who you are at every stage of your life, and always tap into your mature allure. <laughs>